I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking my force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why. I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my rock is black is over. I'm a but you're watching, you're listening to a brand new episode of Threes for the Ring. This is episode 24, I believe. But appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This is your boy Chris J. I'm watching the Warriors beat the Daylights out the Pistons right now. They're doing their magical third quarter run stuff. Steph Curry just, oh, never mind. He, been still like he was about to disrespect Reggie Jackson. But I got my boy Trail on here. Go ahead. Yo, my nigga uh, Taco, whatever his last name is, gonna be number number three pick. Number three, mark my words, on the, man, in the in the fourth round. Number three. Yo, somebody gonna get fired if they do that shit. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Fired, G. A GM will get fired if they draft that man in the lottery. Anything outside the last two picks in the first round that man get drafted will get a G on fire, G. But while we're on the topic of Taco Fall, and if you don't know who he is, uh, he was the hot commodity of the ter- the first two rounds of the tournament because he is seven foot six and he's very tall and he's black. Very black. His name is Taco Fall. So, of course... The media got to find some kind of interest. But the man failed, and Duke beat their ass. Well, I won't say they beat Duke ass. Duke beat their ass. But Duke won in a very close game against Stone to, uh, to ensure their trip to the Sweet 16, which starts next weekend, I think. So we'll just talk about college basketball real quick, real, real quick, because I know uh, not a lot of takes will come from both sides. But. My bracket is all one, two, three, four of my brackets are done. I think a lot of people's brackets are done. I think ESPN has no perfect brackets at all. So I'm not sure about any other. Which game which which game you think messed that up? Uh I think the one game I forgot which one it was. I think it was I think it was Was it the Virginia game? No, Virginia won. Virginia won. Uh, hold on. Let me go back to the round of 64. Hold on. It was one game where it was like everybody legit got wrong. It was the scrolling. Oh, Kansas State losing. Like, everybody had UC Irvine to lose, and they end up beating Kansas State, who was the four seed. And then also Wisconsin losing to Oregon was a shock, too. Because I kind of mentioned last week that Wisconsin always has a good tournament team. So, those two really kind of effed everybody over. Like, a lot of people over. So, that was those were like some of the bigger upsets. And then, oh yeah, I think Syracuse losing as well not messed a lot of people up. Like, it was just a lot of like random, like, yo, they really lost. Oh, and also, Mississippi losing to Liberty. That was another... Uh, like what the hell? So 
it was a fair amount of like twelve seeds, thirteen seeds, just beating, and not just even beating, but beating the hell out of like some of the <laughs> higher seeds. Like you got to hold that L. You got outplayed by a team that sole purpose is to succeed is to outplay you. Like you, the, the scouting report literally says they are all tough, hard nosed white boys who can shoot. They play the game right, discipline, and they got a few niggas there for athleticism, and you failed <laughs> to beat them. You had one job, literally. They had one job, but that's the purpose of the tournament in itself. That's why it's called March Madness, and it was definitely madness this first weekend. Uh, Duke really showed out the first game. Then they had a close game against Taco, which is, in a way, solely because I feel like the, that the refs kept UCF in that game more than anything. But uh, I'm kind of the only real shocker is uh, how badly Florida State beat Murray State. Like John yeah. Morant, yeah, that's John Morant's team. Like John Morant really had a good two games. It was just they realized the strategy is if you want to beat. Murray State, anybody else but John Morant. Or or stop everybody else and let John Morant do whatever the hell he want, which is the ideal strategy in college. So, not mad at it. But you have anything you want to say? Oh, uh, no. Uh, the John Morant thing, even though, you know, lack of uh, lack of Lack of uh, basketball knowledge. Hello, my brother coming in, so I'm going to have to But uh, lack of basketball knowledge, that John Morant thing took me for a spin because that nigga was everything I thought he was. So, and, you know, but it's a team sport, so you really can't blame him for it. Exactly, because he still had, I think, I think it was like 25, 4, 4 that game. So he had yeah. like an average college, like still a good college player-ass game. Like NBA-wise, that, those stats will go up, so – but yeah, so shout out to John Moran. I think he definitely. I feel like he, in a way, depending on the team, because like yeah, Zion is the can't miss prospect. Depending yeah. on the team, like if I'm the Bulls or even the Suns, and I have the number one pick, I'd be like, I really don't need this nigga. It'd be nice to have him, but I don't need him. I need a point guard. I'll get John Moran. Like the Suns would. Suns and Bulls should literally get him if that's number one. If they even have the yep. number one pick and you want to trade down to get just to like switch just to ensure, go ahead. But I feel like literally like uh, John Morant made a fun consideration that he can be the number one pick if outside of Zion. But Zion has been hooping this whole tournament though. So, but yeah, so ain't no really other shocks so far as from what I've seen. Gonzaga's been looking dominant, though. Like, Gonzaga is looking really dominant. They probably might be legit the only team that I feel like will give Duke some go. Like, that's left in the tournament. Or Michigan State. But but Michigan State's always lets me down after a uh, Sweet 16 round. So, but, but, yeah, that's really all about what's going on in college basketball. Uh, just at this point, it's watch Duke or get bored. But let's go on. Villanova got kicked out too. Who? Villanova. Oh yeah, Villanova. Oh yeah, they got knocked out. That that was another huge shock too. I forgot all about that one because like I was, there was my heavy like random like 
five, six seed to actually go deep in the tournament. The fact they lost is like really was really huge and a shock for me. Like I said, everybody's brackets probably fucked over, G. A lot of bad <laughs> brackets right now, like busted brackets. If you thought you was about to win a million dollars, you got to hold that in. Like everybody. Like I, I'm part of that too. Like I thought I was about to win some money or at least a free car. Shoot. But hey, it happens. But that's before we go into uh, what's been going on in uh, the NBA, let's do our NBA live review. Just knock it out the way. So, if you uh, listen to our Black Otaku's podcast, uh, we briefly mentioned that we played NBA Live uh, 19 this year. It was $4, and we kind of gave quick takes, but we want to go more in-depth on this podcast just to show our video game knowledge on here, but also the fact that we love, we're niggas that love basketball. So, I saw NBA Live for $4, and I was like, eh, $4 can't be that bad. That's, that's for me... That's probably like a random breakfast that I'm going to miss out on at McDonald's, so I got to cook at home. So for me, it was more like I'm saving money, or that money went somewhere else. But all I'm gonna, but I'm gonna just start off by saying this: the game is utterly deceptive as hell. Like that's the first that comes out. It's deceptive as hell from jump because like the game looks so good. And then when you get to an actual game, you're sitting there like, yo, what the hell am I looking at, G? Like, it's it's very heartbreaking in a way. Because for me, I grew up playing live. Like, that was my stuff. Like, from until I think Tony Parker was on the cover. That's when I officially transitioned to 2K. But, uh, but yeah, so for me, I was like, okay, let me just see. It's $4. And... It's not necessarily a bad game, but for what I've heard from people saying, like, oh, my God, this is the best live in a long, long time. And I'm just going to sit and say, like, it, or just say it's uh, it's up there with 2K now. I was like, y'all niggas lie. Y'all some of the biggest lies ever, G. And these are people that probably pay, like, full price or $20 or $10. And y'all are sitting here standing for NBA Live. Like, it's a lot wrong with the game, but I'll let Detro get his initial thoughts before we go further into this. Yeah, for me, that game, it, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's like a mousetrap. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in there, but it will kill you. The under the, the basket game is so garbage, unless I just don't know how to play it. Oh, like with 2K, it's easy. They let you know you can spin move, jab. I mean, not jab, uh, hezzy. Not hezzy, I mean, pump, pump, pump. Pump fake. Pump. You can, you can dream shake. I like the 2K. I, I hated it when they, you know, they switched the dream shake mechanic, like off, like from the fast break. And with the Euro, I mean, like the Euro step got switched. And now you can't do it the way you, because Euro step used to just be double tap square. Because you yeah. get a Euro step or like a spin move or something like that. Now, like on 2K, you, you double tap square, you do the stop, dream shake. Gotta have a nigga jump. And then you, you know, you fade away or something like that. No, not allowed. Then you try to shoot a ball in the back, that thing go in the air and right back in your hands. So, so it's bad. It's really, really bad. Um, uh, the it's, it's ugly too. But I don't even like if it was a good basketball game with the mechanics, bump the graphics. 
Because 2K ain't all that. But man, them graphics are bad. It's like a fighting game, literally. The moment you get into a it's fight. It's kind of disrespectful to a fighting game. <laughs> yo, but like, you know, the cutscenes are cool, but until you get into a fight. When you get into a fight, the engine different. Yeah. Or like one of them old, old PS2 games. When I'm like, man, these graphics. You scream out of nowhere to ask me, can I find the basketball? No, nigga, no, I was comparing it to something. <laughs> No, 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 shut up. I'm doing a podcast. Just let the man create his character on wrestling. You hear that? I keep him distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, you know how long Chris was on wrestling, bro. Chris was creating the character for about two hours. Just deep That's like that. <laughs> That's how long it did take. Your face, too. I believe so. Chris, did you do it? Yeah, I got a toy around with it. My dude was looking like a pumpkin, and I stopped. <laughs> we'll get to WW2K19 later in the episode, by the way. Yo, 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 2K nigga looking like, uh, Grimpin' G. Yeah, I had to stop, G. I was like, I'm like, let me just use it. Like, I had yo, to use yo, the default face. I remember when we first did the 2K face recognition. You said my nigga looked like Grimpin' G. Where go? I was mad, G. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's a bogus game. Niggas ain't playing with the WNBA players because, you know, I don't feel like it's gonna, I don't feel like I'm going to be, you know, paid right. So I ain't playing with the uh, the WNBA players. I ain't feel like it was going to be fulfilling. On a fast break, I'm doing god darn layups. Like, nah, man. I want a 360 some shit. And I wasn't going to be able to do that with Brittany Grinder. I thought I wasn't, that was going to be problematic. But, uh, yeah, I, nah, it ain't it, dog. Yeah, it's really not. Like, gameplay-wise, like, I would say I like the animations, but at the same time, I don't. You, so, you live and die by the animation. Yeah, you really live or die with the, by the animations, because if you don't get a specific animation, you're going to fail. And, exactly. Like, like, it happens a lot with, like, the layups. Like, anything close to the rim... You can die with those because if you used to play a 2K, the moment you close to the rim and you press square, that's an automatic layup. In that game, you could still do a jump shot two inches from the basket. It has happened to me with Vincent. Yep. So like, it's it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. And I was using but, the analog stick with the shooting, and like even then, it was just like, yeah, gee, like I was confused honestly with layups because with Ben Simmons. Do a long old step back, and I'm just like, bro, the shot meter don't even have a yellow thing on that. This is about the brick. <laughs> like, it was bad, bro. Like, yeah. Boban was hitting step back. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's James Harden on that game, G. That's, he's, bro, he is on the cover, but so still. Deadly. Bro, when that nigga, when that nigga, who did it? When that nigga, um, who was that? Who was it? He was on the Bulls. When Wayne Sheldon, that back Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is rolling on the court. I had to cut it off. I had to, G. Because that's unrealistic. It was. I, I, didn't play, I didn't play. The teams I only played with so far. And I'm going to continue playing the game just to get a feel for it. But then trust me, I I have put hours in it at this time because I have restarted a lot. Because I'm not losing to Wayne Sheldon. But I only played with the... The uh, Philadelphia Sixers and the um, 
and uh, Golden State Warriors because I want to see a team that you actually work for. I want to try to trash team, but I want to see a team that you actually work for and the difference between that team and a team that you, hey, make shots. I would say this. Steph Curry plays like Steph Curry on 2K16 or 17 in the sense that he ain't going to make all his open shots. And that's scary <laughs> because Steph Curry has to make his shots. And when you open, it's not satisfying or open Steph Curry. I don't care how bad you time that. Open Steph Curry should make 80% of his shots. So, and I'm talking about from a three-point line, and it don't happen. So, I don't know what's going on with, you know, how they, um, you know, program the game or whatever, but it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's a lot really of issues bad. with the game. And I'm going to just say this. Unlike <laughs> Datra, I did play the WNBA part, and I had more fun playing with Ella Deladon and Candace Parker than I did playing with Paul George and uh, who else did I play with? Play with another team. I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm trying to remember. I played. I played with OKC. Then I oh, I played with Toronto and I actually quit the game that I did with Toronto. The second game I did with Toronto solely because. Uh, Kyle Lowry got stepped back to hell by goddamn Malik Monk or whoever it is, Miles Bridges, where the hell that is. And I had to turn the game off. I was like, nope, no, this game, gotcha. G. But I had more fun with the WNBA. I feel like that game was programmed for the WNBA more than it was than, uh, playing with the NBA players. So, in a way, I'm not mad my $4 went to WNBA players, in a way. So, shout out to them. Now. They, I swear they they gotta get that uh, U.S. bread somehow, but if that if but and also I haven't really got I really want to do the uh the my career type mode they have, but I'm a little scared with that as well. But I'm I would so scared. yeah I'm really scared about that. But I'm to be open about that. One thing I do like there's stuff I do like the soundtrack is really good. Like EA always do a solid job with their soundtrack. So like. Especially with the nigga game. So, like, Live has a really good soundtrack. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I do like the fact that literally they just give away stuff when it comes to clothes. Like, I like diversity in clothes for your player. Like, it's really easy to earn the stuff, too. Like, just by looking at it. I haven't really got a chance to experience it. But just by looking and just getting a feel for it, it's easy to, like, really have your, your uh, creative player look swaggy on the court, at least. Like, you get bape shit, like, literally Jordans, everything. Like, you could be fitted up and not look like the same, like, 2K. Like, I feel like some players literally dress the same on 2K. So, that's my main problem with it. But, uh, yeah, I like that about it. WNBA is cool. But other than that, like, I, like, life has ways to go. If this is, I would say, it's a positive step in the right direction. But they still have a, probably another three more years of development till they get or at least get caught up with 2K. But even then, I feel like 2K will feel motivated, at least by his own fan base, to like put more effort into their game. Because I feel like it's not even live that's a threat to 2K. It's more the fact that literally their fan base is just very vocal about, hey, we're fed up of this. 
and it showed with how to handle the VC. So, in ways, I feel like 2K listens to the fan base, but I feel like they're more pressed about that than live right now. So, that's how definitely I definitely like more pressed about that than live. I yeah. will agree with you on that. So. Um, with me, it's just like live is really, really good. They can just fix some simple stuff, bro. The, the I don't know, like, did it feel did the court feel small for you? Like, it's just the small? way the players the players move wherever the ball is. And I don't mean it in a sense of like, okay, in real life, yeah, players are going to shift a little bit towards where the ball is in real life. But like on live, the court gets crowded to wherever the ball is. And that's the problem. Because it's like you can sit there and look and be like, yo, like I can't really dribble and drive because it's four people right around me, including your teammates. So it makes it hard to even get around uh, to even dribble and drive, and even then, like I'm not sure if there's a layup meter still, but yeah, I'm so confused on that. Yeah, it's like it's hit or miss when it comes to layups, it's definitely. But like, it's not really the court is small. It's just because, like, honestly, compared to 2K, the, the live players look small compared to 2K. 2K, those niggas look like giants. But it's the fact that the, that the players, the AI itself doesn't use proper floor spacing and all of that. It's like they just they shift too hard to where the ball is instead of playing an offense. Like if I'm playing with god dang OKC, it should be literally dang near uh four out at all times. With Steven Adams staying in a uh, hole for rebounding purposes and all of that. But when I was playing with him, it felt the total opposite. It felt like literally like I was constantly getting double teamed or something, if that makes sense. So yeah, it makes total sense. But yeah, so that's my that's how I viewed it. Like it's not necessarily the court felt small. It's just the players don't space the floor at all. Mm-hmm. Yo, Andrew Bogey came in hooping, dude. The man got eight points in sixteen minutes in a couple of blocks. Man, he got what? He got eight points. I think it said like four, six rebounds and uh two blocks in sixteen mm. minutes. Shout to that nigga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like they like Andrew Bogue is probably like gonna be a very, very good pickup for the uh well pick yeah, it's a pickup for the Warriors. Solely he knows the system. And then on top of it, he's probably only going to play like, like sixteen minutes, sixteen, like sixteen, eighteen minutes a game. So, so yeah, for him, it's like that's that's a really really good pickup. So yeah, but uh, let's move on to uh, I want to talk about the Lonzo Ball situation. You there? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, okay, but yeah, so. So if you don't know, so Lonzo Ball and Big Baller Brand situation is looking very, very shaky in the light. And as a disciple of Big Baller Brand and a cape for LeVar Ball and uh, Lonzo, it really hurt me to notice. But pretty much uh, the co-founder of Big Baller Brand, I forgot dude's name. I got to look it up. But dude took day near $2 million for Lonzo to be exact. One and a half million dollars. Now, to some people, they looking at it like 
Lonzo, one one and a half million dollars isn't nothing. I'm sorry. Will you look at that's still a lot of goddamn money. Like he's still on his rookie contract. And Lord knows how much he's actually profiting off of Big Baller brand itself. So that would just mean that it just means that simply that it's still one point five million dollars. He has a kid uh that he has to feed as well. And on top of it, like he's on his rookie contract. So I think he's only getting like five, six, seven million dollars a year. So that's still that's a one third of his uh, of his salary right there, gone, out of his bank account, gone. So yeah, I'll be a little shaky in the eyes, and kind of find out dude is a, uh went to uh jail for like fraud and stuff like that, and like he's his sole purpose was to look out uh, be be Lonzo's manager in a sense. So right now Lavar is looking shaky in the light, and then which all led to a very cryptic but interesting uh instagram post from lonzo yesterday where oh let me find it hell there you go oh here we go where pretty much he put in the caption moving on to bigger and better hashtag my own man and then in the picture you also see him in his lakers jersey saying it's only a crazy dream until you do it which sounds very nike-esque lebron liked the picture by the way and it's making people believe that Lonzo has signed to deal with Nike. So, which is very, every everything's just looking very funny. And then also, it's reports that the Lakers are questioning question Lonzo whether or not the, uh, the big baller brand shoes have actually uh, been a reason for his ankle issues. Which are, by the way, are low top shoes. And if you know me, I don't think I really have been vocal about it on the podcast probably enough. The fact that NBA players... Playing in low-top basketball shoes is probably one of the gravest sins in NBA history right now. And I blame Kobe for it more than anything because most of the shoes that most niggas bought were low-tops. So, and I think he got injured in low-tops. So, I think it's, yeah, his Achilles exploded in the low-tops, actually. So, uh, keynote right there. So, and another L to Kobe's legacy. But, I will say this, that if long because like it's looking like Lonzo has really just given up on big baller brand like in it's uh some people found a comment from his brother Leangelo saying thank you for getting us this far which is like yes yeah, which is like saying like hey uh we appreciate you we not mad at you shit happens so if Lonzo really moved on I would say Maybe in a way it might be a blessing in disguise. It might be a blessing in disguise because, like, you don't really have to worry about that pressure of being the the face of your family in a sense of, like, you have to, you have your own brand that you're trying to uh, blow up on top of it. You're, you're playing basketball in L.A. And then on top of it, you're, you're battling your own health. So I feel like now... It should be a. It might be a blessing in disguise if th- if this is how everything is truly looking out to be, because he's, you know, I would say it's like he's moving on to moving on to being his own person and just separate from his own father. If that makes sense. But yeah, yeah so that makes sense. Uh, I yeah, I think 
that's gonna be a big step though, him separating from his father. I that's what the most I get from all of that. I'm not look, I want one of those people who hate Levi. Levi did, you know, create checks that Lonzo couldn't cash, so to speak. So in that sense, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Uh he tweaked. But in terms of, you know, value of his son. Heck, you know, you know, saying his son is the best basketball player that ever played that's playing in the NBA right now. Heck, you know, now knowing the rumors of him, LeBron coming to LA, I know LeBron didn't care, but just say if LeBron was one of the type of people, you know, I wouldn't so much as speak on anything that uh, that uh, goes on with like LeBron and stuff like that. But knowing what was going, what, 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 what I mean, doing what LeBron was doing. I ain't got no problem with that. Not a thing. So, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm just happy he probably moving off from his father. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing that comes from that. Is that he moving on from his father and that he, um, that he's going to be able to, you know, create his own brand instead of being a big baller brand. And get some money from freaking Nike and have better shoes, and even from Adidas or Under Armour or whatever. Like, the Under Armour would be the best bet for him. But like, just being his own and not because with him going into this next season, not knowing if he's still gonna be a Laker and stuff like, like, it's gonna be cool to see. Um, it's gonna be hold on. It's gonna be cool to see what he's going to do or what he's going to change this offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what he's going to – how he's going to differ, so to speak. So, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I've always been like a Lonzo fan, so – not always, to tell you the truth. It took me a while to, you know, to value his defense like everybody else. But in terms of this year, Lonzo has been – what are the what are the highlights for the Lakers? So I just can't wait to see the next chapter for him. Agreed. And it even though this people having their theories that it's in a way that uh if he signed with Nike that was LeBron looking out for him. And as people yeah. say that he's one of the people that LeBron wants to keep. But Either way, like I like I regards, I feel like Lonzo should be kept with the Lakers. I ain't trying to even talk about that trash ass team right now, but he should he should regardless be kept as a key to that team. Regardless, and this te- season proved his worth to that team as well. And but regardless, like I'm glad that he's looking out for himself, and that's like probably one of as like a grown ass man right now, like that's probably one of the best decisions you could do is like finding ways to look out for yourself when all hell is breaking loose. That's just like a straight up a dope thing, honestly. It's just like being like, you know what? My dad didn't do a good job putting people around me to prosper me. So yeah. I'm about to just sit and do my own thing. It may hurt, but at the end of the day it is what it is. Lavar's still gonna be my dad. I still got my brothers who off the band, but hey, Money was taken out my pocket, G. So that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And like I said, I really hope Lonzo, like, this is definitely going to be a huge offseason for Lonzo, solely for one, 
Like even though like I feel, honestly I feel like he's healed from the ankle injury. It's just the Lakers saying we're not just going to play. Like he he honestly I feel like he could play these last I think it's what two, three weeks of the NBA season left. I feel like he could he could honestly play. I think the Lakers just sending him out just to look out for him. But he's gonna go into his offseason healthy. He's gonna be able to work out and all that without having to worry about nothing. So. In a way, that's probably the best thing. Like, this is going to be a huge offseason because I feel like he gets to actually get to uh, work out at the Lakers facility, whatever facility, and just work on being a better basketball player as a whole. So, definitely look forward to see what Lonzo does. Definitely. So, so let's move on to uh, James Harden dropping 61 <laughs> on the Spurs. And probably mm-hmm. the most disrespectful way I've ever seen in my life. And it's for one, I don't. It's it's only like off the top of my head, I only seen one player give the Spurs buckets like that, and that was Kyrie. I think in that in his second or first year with Cleveland when LeBron came back, and I saw that man literally give Tony Parker drugs, and I think he ended that game with like fifty or fifty five or something like that, and they won that game. James Harden literally did that from first quarter on. G. That man had 27 in the first quarter. Yeah. The man was literally a freaking my player. Literally, like a my player ass right there. And, hold on, let me get this out of my way. But, would you say that this is one of those games where it puts James Harden back heavy in the MVP conversation? Yeah. It's, it's- Probably it's probably that game because this is his like how many twenty point games he had? I mean sixty point games he had. This is probably his. I think his second this year because he had sixty one, which which was he is already his career high. Excuse me, his career high uh which he made this season, which was early in the season. Like I totally agree that's. Probably was gonna, but yeah, you know, that's, I, I totally agree. That that's probably what's gonna get him to um to uh, uh, to that MVP there because this is gonna be some you look back on. Yeah, James Harden MVP because it was like yeah he got his free throws like James Harden do, but it was it wasn't like oh these free throws you know what I mean it was James Harden. Mm-hmm. But I think also, you know, also to go with that, you know, Pop low key playing with house money. So he's making the playoffs for like the, the umpteenth year. He's um he's um gonna go down as probably the best coach of all time. Unless, you know, when old heads say such and such. But yeah, I I because I think they the AFC. They see Golden State. They play Golden State really good, no matter what. Like they may still at one game against OKC. I mean, uh, the Warriors. But uh, yeah, they the AFC right now. But like I said, like we talked about earlier, like the uh four through eight can literally you're a three game losing streak away from literally uh switching positions literally. So. But um, 
Like, I don't see them getting swept. Like, like there's no team that can sweep them. Like, Golden State has the biggest chance, but solely because it's Golden State, but it's going to be a game where Pop will outcoach you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Or it's just going to be a game where literally Muggs, like, got dang uh, Brian Forbes, um, Patty Mills, and uh, who's that other big white boy that they have that be making jump shots? Hold on. I'm trying to make sure I got these names right. David, yeah, Burdens, Dave Burdens. I don't think they got Marco Bellinelli. We'll all just go like freaking six from six from three each. So, <laughs> like, though, it's going to be those type of games where, like, I don't see them getting swept. The right team, they might actually beat in, uh, beat in seven games, depending on the team. But, like, I don't see them getting swept. Like, I feel like, regardless, this is going to be a very Spurs like playoff team. And,. Regardless, like it's not going to be Lamarcus Aldridge that carries this team. If they do advance deep in the playoffs, it's going to be DeRozan. They're going to go as far as DeRozan takes them. Like the best games I see them play is when DeRozan looks really, really good. Like last year, good regular season, good. Not playoff DeRozan last year, but regular season DeRozan, good last year. And if Pop can literally get that man to play good in the playoffs. They may be a threat. Yeah. They they legit be a threat. Like, they're that team I really don't want to face in the first round. Honestly. Unless I'm Golden State. But if I'm the Nuggets, if I'm Houston, even if I'm Houston, yeah, like, James yeah, Harden's hooping. I think he, he coaches James Harden really well. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, you can't do nothing when James Harden is just James Harden. But, like, if I'm Denver, Houston, Portland, I wouldn't really want to go against the goddamn uh, Spurs, especially if I'm Denver. I feel like Spurs can beat Denver in a series. I'm like confident like in that. Solely because they will get outcoached in every way. I feel like LaMarcus Aldridge will literally – LaMarcus Aldridge in the playoffs is literally a form, low-key. Like, he always has good playoffs. Um, But, yeah, I feel like Aldridge will give Jokic uh, some go. And then, like – I feel like literally I strongly believe there's nothing that Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, or uh, Will Barton can do about um, DeRozan either, especially if he's aggressive. So, like, yeah, I really, like, it, like they're that team I don't want to pl- play in the first round, honestly. So. Yep. So, this but yeah, shout out to James Harden. Shout out to yeah. what he's doing from the fantasy league because I didn't have to make a rotation whatsoever, and I'm running through this. I really kind of wish like I kept him, but said, he was so mad. asking me to stop, and I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so quit asking, because I'm not. Mm. I'm really uh, mad I traded yeah. that man, but it's whatever. But... uh <laughs> It is what it is. You could have stopped it, Chris. You Look, the man was playing it. bad in the be- the first two weeks of the season. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. No. I was My like, no. Was like, I feel like somebody traded me. It did forever just went up to that, bro. Literally. I think it's kind of my fault. If he wins MVP, it's my fault. I, I take ownership of that. But let's move on. So NBA this week, uh, 
this kind of goes into both teams. So Philly finally overcame the Celtics, which also led to the Celtics mm-hmm. continue to play some of the worst basketball in their life. But let's just talk about like how big of a deal uh, that Philly beating the Celtics is for them, especially this late in the season. Because for one, Joel Embiid finally dominated Al Horford as he should. Dominated that nigga. And I'm proud of him. (laughs) You happy about that one, by the way. Gee, he had to. He had to, G. Like, that was one of those moments where it's just like, look, G, you you can't let this man beat your ass like that, G. He's Al Horford, G. They call him the reggaeton most spates. Reggaeton most spates, G. Come on now, G. So, he had to, but I was happy to see him be do his thing. And then Jimmy, as much as I say that Jimmy may leave Philly this offseason, Philly is showing, Elton Brand, that showed why Elton Brand was a genius for making that trade. Solely because Jimmy carried them that fourth quarter. He went to war with, Ky- well, Kyrie kind of shot, shot himself in the foot multiple times in that game. But, but like, Jimmy went to war with Kyrie in the fourth quarter and said, okay, I'm going to match each of your shots no matter what, if it goes in. And then on top of it, I'm going to make some more. But that two, the clinch the game, G, was probably one of the biggest, one of the uh, best shots of pure you ain't shit and I am the shit of moments ever this season. Because Jimmy literally taunted them niggas, G. Taunted them niggas, G. They're standing on the ground, my nigga. Literally. Staying on the ground, dude. That was that was tough. Mm-hmm. That was tough. It was. But like, um, go ahead. For me, that game, man, that game was good. I was uh, for the parts I seen. Um, them coming over the hump is something I think we all wanted and knew we needed. Um, because it's like Philly is one of them teams we root for that we hope can become the contenders that the Warriors need because we all love. I think the lead with Joel and B is the best player in the East is the best lead we can have. Like, real talk. So, I was uh, I was happy to see them come over the hump. Yo, I'm trying to make a house in some city, and it's just, it's just bad. It's just, <laughs> it's just bad. It's just real, real bad. I'm never doing that again. I'm just gonna get a creative house and walk up and buy somebody's stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, them finally, how you say, them finally being able to get over that hump was probably more sad because it was crazy. It, what, what, what was like the record? It was. Crazy. I think they were like the past since Embiid been with them one and six. A one and eight or something. It was some God. ridiculous uh record. And I think they lost like six straight against them. My God. My that that's a horrible record. <laughs> it is. Against one team. Against it one team. They had their number. They did, like <laughs> they really did. Yeah, they number. Um but yeah, I'm happy. I'm probably more happy than the, the Philly is, um, because it's just it was one of the re, it was one of the, it was one of the moments to say, 
that yo, Boston lit. And I know everybody turned on Boston now. But me and you was the first people saying Boston wasn't all that. I've been saying it. it. I've been saying it. Yeah, so I, we we was that we were saying, hey, Boston, Boston ain't all that people you know think they are. So it was good to see that too. It was good to see them finally get a win over Boston, and good to see them uh, win with confidence too. You know that 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 that's just a confidence booster. Um, but Boston though, I don't want to hear no with the. There's gonna be a chance that Jason Tatum turned the switch in the no ain't in the well, nigga, What switch? <laughs> Look, that's eh. the only thing. Jay. Ain't no switch. The switch is Kyrie. Like we only play good when Kyrie's not on the court. Even then, Gordon Hayward turns to Gordon Hayward when Kyrie's not on the court. There ain't no switch. There ain't no switch. They want to switch, man. Go go buy one, G. Shit. They ain't, no, they ain't got no switch, G. Ain't no switch, G. They got a switch, G. Ain't no they switch. They got a switch. Nah, when bro. you see them, when you see them turn the switch on, they're like, dang, man. Jason Tatum out here with 15 points in his 20-point loss. In his 20-point loss to the Indiana Pacers. Jason Tatum turned the switch on. Lost. But uh, I, I love it, though. Cause all that Danny Ainge told him, well, we got a better, we got, we got a better, um, we got a better team, we got a better this, we got a better team, we got a better this, we got a better that. My nigga, now you gonna have to give up way more than you thought you were gonna have to give up to get in today. And even then, do you want? Look, this, this, and I wanted to talk about this before we, before you brought this up, but. Kyrie is literally sounding like he's out the door. The man told the man said last night after they lost, I forgot who they lost to last night, but uh, the man literally said, "Kimba gave them more. Kimba gave them more. Thank yo last Kimba, night. Trash teams beat good ones, G. Cause uh, cause Trey Young gave Philly. G. <laughs> oh Jimmy G. He, he did. gave Philly. He did. Well, I'll get defended by Jimmy. G. But Trey, but Trey Young about to be uh, the next thing coming up, G. He he's bringing the Hawks back, G. He gonna bring <laughs> the Hawks back, but but G, when Kyrie said other coaches, what other coaches do when they defend Kimba, and say oh, I don't know why we didn't do that. You quite, you now you're saying yo man you you don't know what you're doing. You don't. They went on a thirty to five run to end the game. Thirty to five. Like yes, the Knicks did give the Lakers fifteen straight points in three minutes, but they dropped thirty against one of the best defensive teams in the league, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm gonna say quote unquote. It's a problem. G, hold on. What's Stephen? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a problem, but down there in Boston, G. Kyrie out here telling uh, telling people that yeah, uh, I don't know what folks doing. Like Kyrie might be out the door, G. It ain't gonna. What's the point of getting Anthony Davis? You who you gonna play? Who you playing Anthony Davis with if Kyrie's gone? <laughs> He's better off staying in New Orleans for another year. Better off. Like, literally, you trade everybody. Okay, 
let's assume they trade. You might have to trade Tatum at that point. You're going to trade Tatum, Brown, and maybe it's Hayward. No, you have to trade Al Horford. And you maybe. Think, you think I want Al Horford? If I'm the Pelican, shit, I take Al Horford. He's good. Like as much as much flack I give Al Horford, it's just the fact I don't like how he plays basketball. I don't like literally. This is how I feel about Al Horford. Niggas, real niggas don't write books, man. Let me see you do some real nigga shit. Dunk a basketball. That that's kind of what I want out of Al Horford. But but literally. He's not a bad basketball player. He's a really good player. It's just I don't like his style of basketball. It's boring. It's swaggerless and all of that. But, like, if I'm the Pelicans, yeah, I take Al Horford. Shoot, I'm going to need another big anyway. Shoot, like, if I'm getting Al Horford, Tatum, Brown, and maybe Hayward, and force, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, force them to take Solomon Hill's contract, look at that team. Is that a team, if I'm Anthony Davis, I want to play for? And I got to go against, play with this team, with Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart is your second best player. Mm. I want that to sink in. That sounds good for me. Dollar Tree, Drew Holiday is your best play, second best player. Mm. Dollar Tree, Drew Holiday. Marcus Smart ain't going to take it like this. Okay. I don't care. Like, the man got treated by a white man at Oklahoma when he was in college, so I don't really care. Wait, what? You said what? He got treated by a white man at Oklahoma. What you talking about, Willie? Yeah, when he was in college, uh, some white man tested his gangster, and, yeah, he got suspended for the rest of the season for it, too, like a dumbass. But, hey, What? Yeah, if you Google it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of the first things to pop up. Actually, hold on. Let me see if you can pull it up on. It should be on Google. Let's see. Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State fight. Push his fan. Yeah, he pushed the fan. First thing that pops up. Hold on. I'm about to relook at this moment. And on top of it, it was a fan that. Well, that well, that was a fan of t- of his school, I think, too. On top of it, hold on, wait. Oh, no, wait, no, they had Texas Tech on. But either way, you gotta hold that. Well, uh, well, uh, I feel sorry for Boston. I kind of don't, but I do at the same time. Um. Uh, I don't know what to like, um, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, the offseason is looking better. The same thing that happened last year is happening this year for me. The offseason is looking way better than the season. Because we definitely don't know what happen. And the unknown. Is probably playing in everybody's face. So yeah, Chris. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I thought you left again. But no. yeah, um, the unknown is playing in everybody's face. It's um, if Kyrie, 
I, what, what would you? I know we probably got more tomorrow to talk about, but what would you say would be the the chess piece finally moving? Like, what would you say would be that? Like for the, the off season, chess piece. or like for all like that the chess piece that just turn the league upside down that you know it ain't gonna be the same. It's going to depend on where Kevin Durant goes. Like, if the theory of that KD and Kyrie is going to team up in New York is true, I won't say theory, but the rumors of that being true, that's a huge deal. Solely because, like, it's a good chance the Knicks gets the number one pick. So you're getting Zion. And I feel like this is my theory. If the Knicks are that confident that they're getting Zion, they're definitely going to go all in for uh, KD and Kyrie. That's how I see it. But also, I wouldn't be shocked if, let's say they do get KD Kyrie. They draft R.J. Barrett at number three, mm-hmm. number four, whatever. Let's say they do get KD Kyrie. I don't need R.J. Barrett. I really don't care. Flip them to New Orleans for New Anthony Davis. Over. That that will be like the main chess piece of, of it all is KD. Because the more I think about it, it's going to be harder for the Lakers to make a move for Anthony Davis this offseason solely because all the one-year contracts are gone. And that means you have to get rid of all your young core. And it's like, do you want to really get rid of everybody? Even though you're going to have a top 10 pick. So, like, you're still safe, but, like, in case New Orleans still wants to play hardball, you don't want to sacrifice pretty much most of the, the key of your team right now at this point with LeBron for one player. Then that means it's – do I trust Matt? At this point, I don't trust Magic Johnson to build a team completely around LeBron. I don't. So, until then – I don't need to make his life harder by trading away three, four players for one player. Then that means you got to build around two people, which at this point, Magic needs to prove me he can build a team. But the biggest piece of it all is going to be where KD goes. That's my point of it all. And where he goes, that's where everything else falls. If he stays in Golden State, then it becomes more of where does Kyrie go? But I feel like Kyrie is going to go to – Go to the Knicks regardless. That's how I'm looking at it. I feel like he's very at, uh, adamant of going to New York. If he was smart, he'll go to Brooklyn. If he was smart, he'll go to Brooklyn. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't – but even if Kyrie – I'm pretty sure by the time the offseason starts we ha- and Kyrie says he's leaving, more than likely we'll have a better idea where he's going because everybody's saying New York. But – I wouldn't be shocked if another team gets in the conversation, though. So it be it's really those two in off season. Like I feel like nothing else, nobody else moves until we know what KD does and then what Kyrie does. So, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, I agree with you on that. Um, uh, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, it's it's, it's the off season going to be. Um, 
the off season, the off season is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see. But um, like what we were still slandering the the uh, what's it called is right the Celtics right. We were still slandering them right. Let's get back to Oh yeah. Um, what's the goal for them? The like, goal for them what, is at at this point, the, regardless, like they went into the season thinking they're a championship team. Then, regardless, even if they don't, okay, they're gonna make the playoffs. Regardless, you, they're not, but they still like. Regardless, I feel like even if, if they make it to the second round, well, they should. Like it's like. I don't see them losing to the Pacers, but if I won't Victor, be shocked. If Victor if, Oladipo was there. If yeah, if Victor was there, I feel like they'll get clapped. I feel like if Victor was there, he'll get clapped. They'll clap him. Because I feel like after seeing last postseason, playoff playoff Oladipo is a form, by the way. So, <laughs> but as he was hooping Cleveland. But, um, but, but. I won't be shocked if the Pacers beat them either. I won't be shocked. Oh yeah, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Kimba goes to the uh, the Pacers. If he was smart, he'll go to the Pacers. But that's a different subject for later. But uh, like they're going to get to the second round. They should. Keyword: They should. But that means you got to go against Toronto or the goddamn Sixers. I don't believe them to be either one. I don't, especially, especially if the Pacers take them to six or seven games. If they, if it takes them six or seven games to beat the Pacers, then they're going to get clapped up by uh by uh the Raptors or Philly. I'm very positive about that because there's no reason why that that team without their best player should be built to give you problems that deep into the playoffs. No, there's no reason to. So. Like, their goal is championship, but I feel like regardless, it's going to be, like, they're, they're not even going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't believe they can. I don't believe in them. I don't. So, like, it is what it is when it comes to that. So, like, like the goal is championship, but at this point, I feel like the way that team is, even chemistry-wise, is playing together, it's not going to work. They're not going to go that far. They're not even gonna be near championship. That's crazy. It is. Like it's unfortunate. Me, I hate the Boston Celtics franchise, but I love Kyrie. I like Tatum. Ooh, so, I like, like I like those two guys. But see that organization fail is fine with me. It's very fine with me. So it is what it is. Seeing them fail. Do I want to see Kyrie fail? No, not really. Not at all. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I hope Kyrie leaves. Hope Danny Ainge is stupid enough to trade Jason Tatum. <laughs> hope he is that stupid. He probably saw this happening. Danny hmm. Ainge, he probably saw all this. In the, he probably saw the writing on the wall. It was like, I knew Jason Tatum wasn't going to be all that. But I'm going to make him seem like he's all that. As he's laughing with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis yeah. deep in his soul, like, I really don't want to go there. Do I want to play did, basketball with Marcus Smart? And flip AD. And then flip AD for, um, for, um, 
somebody on the Lakers get their young core and call it a day. That would be head ass as hell. How, man? If I'm literally, if I'm Magic and Danny Ainge calls me, I'm like, I ain't suck my dick. Why are you on that? Look, man, I don't look. Danny ain't Danny ain't got this in a bag. He knows. He I'm pretty know. sure it's somewhere in a Lakers Celtics uh non-disclosed agreement that they they are to never make a trade with each other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in sacred writing of the NBA basketball gods that they can never do a trade together. I'm pretty sure it's if I was to look in NBA transactions history, there's never been a trade between the Lakers and Celtics. Wow. That's actually crazy if you think about it. Yeah, that would be comical when you think about it. Like, I'm, it's times where rival teams have made trades, but I think those two have never, ever made a trade together. Hmm. Well, next topic. Yeah, so let's move on to wrestling. So, uh, Hey, that's it for basketball? Or we've been on our... We talked for basketball for an hour. For real? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I feel like we didn't even talk about. Hey, we we hit it. But um, but yeah. So before we get into wrestling, let's talk about uh the fact that we played a positive uh game this week. We bought a positive game this week. WWE 2K19. Twenty dollars, by the way, on a PlayStation Store until I think the end of this week. So. Please purchase if you love wrestling. But all I'm going to say is I have not played a wrestling game since Raw vs. SmackDown 2010, I want to say. 2010 or 2011, I don't remember. But uh, and I think I really wasn't a fan of the la- whichever last one I played, which was 2010 or 2011, whichever one it was. And it just totally killed me from wrestling games altogether. So for me... And I did play the 2K WWE series like randomly, whether it was with you or uh, or just with randomly with other people. And I just could never get into the game itself. But like this is like the first game in a long time where I felt happy to enjoy the wrestling game, G. Like I love this game, G. Love this game, even though I get my ass beat sometimes. Matthew AJ Styles, by the way. But. I enjoy the hell out of this game. That's just my initial thoughts so far, but I'll let you go ahead before I go oh, too far. Same, same here. This game is lit. It's a really freaking great game. Um, really, you got any complaints? Other than uh, sometimes that computer literally waits for you to be like, you done? <laughs> right, gee, that computer, <laughs> yeah, like the computer's ruthless and I like I moved the difficulty up to I had it on legend at first. And I, and it was a it was deceptive as hell cuz they gave me a chance then it was like the, after the first minute it was like like you said you done? You done? All right, cool. Watch this. Beat your ass. And so then I dropped it down to normal just to get a feel for the game. Even on normal, they give you hands, G. On normal, they will give you hands, G. And it's like you really have to, like, you can't really treat it like a normal wrestling game. You have to be really strategic about it. Wow, everything, honestly. So, like, because, like, for me, 
seeing that damn reversal meter is like a blessing and a curse because you really have to take some damage and pick and choose when to reverse. And it's just like, that's annoying, but eventually I learned to strategize it. And then I like the stamina meter as well. It's just like, literally, you have to think and all of that. My only problem so far with the game is I just hate the submission system. I think it hates me. I think no, the submission the system legit They never me. had a good submission system. That yeah. was never a thing. Yeah, like, it's, I hate that it. system, G. Like, trying to escape is worse. Like, I can't even escape submissions, G. Like, I, I feel like I'm doing it right, and then it says, no, you're not, G. You thought you was. Yeah, Literally. Um, the the, uh, the mechanic in which... Uh, the mechanic in which you have to run away from the other dude, they do not teach you how to do that whatsoever. And, like, in WWE, there's just a... Nigga, you ready to fight? All right, cool, we fight. But there's no... um. No, um, uh, how do you say, uh, it's a tutorial, but it's like, yeah, like, not trying to tell that tutorial nigga is a, uh, is like a, a, a rookie, so it's not like a nigga that you go actually go against because submissions are strong. I would they are, they are, they're stronger than finishers. Like, I know submissions are strong, they're, they're definitely stronger than finishers, dude. Like, I'm convinced that they're way stronger than finishes. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I would say this though is testing, and I think in sports games, for me, and it's probably just be a me thing. I get bored if I watch stuff, I get real bored if I like legit watches the opponent. I and I don't have any like no um no uh what you call it. I don't have any uh no competition. So so um for me going and um playing that game and going to get somebody like Daniel Bryan, who I was AJ and I was beating this is for the title by the way in backlash. <laughs> I was <laughs> Beating the living daylights out of Daniel Bryan just to get put in a LaBelle lock. Imagine my head is not on yellow. <laughs> my head is not on. It's I'm straight. Tapped out. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks, but it's okay. You know? Like, yeah. it's okay. I lost the game earlier. God darn. Me and Chris are talking. And I end up just uh, Pistol Pete end up just getting the clutch on foul and I like I was like, Fuck. but in that it was like this is how a match legit will go. Like mm-hmm. I got cocky against Apollo Cruz, he smiled his way to a victory. Like that's <laughs> how things will go. So it's a really good game. I love it. It's good. You could you could get bored, um, but. It's all about how you make it. And if you can make it, if you can make it um, to the point where you you find things to do, like if you set your universe up mode to the point where you like, okay, I got like the feel of who I want to go. You can shorten the match length. 
you can take certain people off. Like, I had to take John Cena off because apparently Universe Mode made him overall 100 and he was not budget. <laughs> John Cena flipped me on the table when I lost. Every time, uh, but oh, like I played with wrong. I mean, I played against wrong a lot. Stuff like that is decent, you know. And I have fun even though I was losing. So it's all about what you make it. And WWE is a really good game. I haven't tried Mockeray yet, so I don't know. And online was absolutely fun until my yeah. internet started messing up. But absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. like some of the funnest experience I've ever had. Agreed. Like, just to add on, like, it is what you make out of it. Like, I'll, I'm enjoying every aspect of the game. Like, I just started Universe Mode. Like, I'm just, I just wanted to set it up where, like, I want NXT dudes to magically sometimes pop up on Raw and stuff like that on SmackDown. So, while still being at NXT and just also just do random stuff like that. But, uh, and also, I just want to kind of make it realistic, but also my own way of what's going on right now, too. So, I didn't really start, start it yet, but, but yeah, but I really enjoy the game. Like, it's so much you can freaking do, uh, but yeah, I started my career. All I'm going to say is this. If you don't know how to counter, and you don't know how to conserve your stamina, you will lose. You will lose matches. If you don't know how to literally survive, because it's a portion. I don't really want to. Well, the game been out long enough, so if you listen, you really don't care. But it's a portion of my career where you're in the NXT. You go into a gauntlet match. You will fight a wave of security. Don't ask why you're going against security. Then you will go against the Arthurs of Pain. And then you will go against Cassius Ono and Gargano. And then after that, you go against... Two other four members of Undisputed Air. That is hell. If you don't know how to survive. I was stuck on that all day yesterday. I was. I was mad. I was really mad. That literally I had to walk away. From the game. For at least an hour. Until you said hey let's get online. I was like cool. Have fun. So but. But like it's fun in a sense. Because I really enjoy. Just like seeing. My guy do his thing, go through the ranks and all of that. But, like, it, it, if you don't know how to survive, you don't know how to properly... Because, like, your dude's going to be very, very underrated unless you know how to grind all the ways, which I got to look at ways to get my rating up outside of doing my career matches. Because I finally made it to WWE, and I'm not trying to get bodied by niggas that's, like, 85 and all of that, and I'm just 65 rated and all of that. It's bogus. But... But yeah, like I really enjoyed it. My career is very fun. Very the creation mode is very very deep, like every other wrestling game. But this is probably the deepest it's ever been. It's also very easy to like unlock. Like you really, they I don't think you could really buy VC on this game. Like they make it very generous just to earn it. Like I don't know why they just don't do this with NBA 2K, but they're very generous with it. Like even the little like they give you like a quick accelerator pack. Uh, which you can uh, get and it gives you like a lot of stuff for your my player and stuff Well, I'd rather call it my wrestler. It sounds weird calling my players, but you're my wrestler and Like it gives you like a decent amount of uh, points and whatever coins to get like little uh, Loot cards or whatever that they call it to get 
uh more moves because you really got to earn like a dang near like 90 percent of the moves on it for your my player your my wrestler and then uh boost packs to help like because you're gonna be rated low so those boost packs really come in the clutch especially you need to uh for reversals and stuff and then also just like if you want to just dress up your guy as well so like it get like they're very generous because like in every match you earn a decent amount like like you earn a really decent amount so it's really easy to get all of that stuff so like my dude i like my guy's move set and i also like and like all the little things i have really helps a lot with them what uh to help me get through now so they're very generous when it comes to that uh but the online i definitely agree is fun especially with friends like we was doing like hella six man random matches and like it was just fun fun as experience even though aj calf crushered me when i was dominating which pissed me the hell off like i really hold on let me just go ahead and play this now like aj styles hates me on this game like <laughs> like this man hates me like okay my first no my two of my first three matches aj styles ran in interfered in the match i'm trying to enjoy myself with kevin owens kevin owens is my favorite wrestler and AJ just comes out, helps people out, says, hey, guess what? Style clash, nigga. And I lose. Not by AJ, because niggas just want to sit there and just won't mind his business. But then we get online. Daytrail throws AJ in the match. I'm like, okay, no big deal. I'm whooping AJ's ass. Daytrail disconnects for some stupid reason. So then, next thing I know, I'm getting calf crushed. Everybody's just sitting there watching me get calf crushed. I couldn't get out. I couldn't. I couldn't. Bro. Like, AJ hates me just as much as Day uh, John Cena hates Daytrail. It's equal. John Cena came out with Daytrail. He really did come out looking for you, G. He was like, where that nigga at, man? Like, literally. But it's extremely fun. Like, it's a very fun game. Who Claymore kicks than a headbutt kicks out? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> the Claymore kicks, G. He ate two Claymore kicks. She different. But, but yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's $20 right now on the PlayStation Store. Probably $20 on Xbox if you play on Xbox, unfortunately. But uh, I do also recommend you just get the $30 season pass, too. Like, I mean, a $30 uh, edition with, like, that comes with the season pass. That way you have all the wrestlers that's out and stuff like that as well. And I'm pretty sure they're going to release more. For some stupid reason, it doesn't come with Ray Mysterio and Ronda Rousey. I'm not about to drop $8 for uh, Ronda Rousey. They can kiss my ass. Uh, by the way, the Lakers is winning against the Kings, if anybody cares. Hey. But, um, but yeah, so I definitely recommend it. Like, it's definitely worth the money. It's very fun. Best wrestling game in a long time. A very long time. So definitely shout out to you guys at 2KG. Y'all did y'all thing with that. Anything else you want to say before we move on to this week in wrestling? No. All right, so uh, let's just talk about SmackDown since that was the bigger moment of this week. Uh, so as expected, Kofi had a gauntlet match. Uh, had a gauntlet match where it would dictate whether or not he gets his match at Mania against Daniel Bryan. And I would say Kofi performed his ass off. Not, I would say. It wasn't as uh, epic as his uh, performance in the uh, 
the gauntlet match pre like a month ago at this point I feel like mm-hmm. so but this was still either way like it was still a good performance i feel like this one was a little bit more dramatic like the first one he looked more dominant in a way this one was had more of the drama aspect of it so he had to win some off like uh schoolboys and stuff like that which i'm not mad at because like he was he brought out a lot of his arsenal just to survive. Like he brought back moves he haven't done since, like, way before New Day. Like we're talking before he was partners of R Truth when he said the Jamaican accent. He was going like that far back in his bag. But um, but yeah. So Kofi really had a good performance, and then Vic McMahon comes out, gives us the curveball of the year. And then he sends out the same Daniel Bryan that beat Daytrail, and. Bruh. You said that one out and gave us a five minute tease of mania. And all I'm gonna say is please give them at least 20 minutes at mania, please. Please. And pretty much uh, he lost, and then pretty much it ended with a very sad smackdown. New Day come out, trying to console their brother. Me watching that match, I was like, "Damn, G, that's effed up." But I know he's still gonna get his match at Mania. But now, I like how they just really bring in the drama aspect. Cause like this week, Big E made a, a random Instagram post saying, "Maybe us as the New Day, we should just quit." Cause this is some bullshit. Cause people like us ain't getting getting our fair treatment, and we're off the bam. So now I like how they really going with the storyline with it because now we're really going to see, like, I feel like New Day's going to do something over the top to get Kofi's match. Because I, like, I feel like they're going to do, like, board is Because at this point, they're kind of copying the the uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, yes movement, uh, prime yes movement Daniel Bryan moment when they finally gave Daniel his moment, just putting Kofi in it and just being a little bit, less over the top with it. They're kind of doing the same damn thing. And I'm here for it. I'm looking for what how New Day does a bootleg occupy a SmackDown moment because it's going to happen. Either this week or next week, it's going to happen. You go ahead. Oh, no, I, I love it. Um, it's more than Dan Bryan because Dan Bryan was more against Triple H. This is like strictly versus Vince man. And if you are a black wrestling fan, you know that the common stigma in the wrestling community is that Vince McMahon don't like black people. Disgusting <laughs> black creatures. Get out of my sight. Exactly. That's what he <laughs> When New Day was in the office doing the pay-per-view. <laughs> but, um... Like, I don't know who Vince hates more, is black people or Asians, G, because he gets he shits on them consistently. Oh, um, has to be Asian. I will never forgive the uh, the dub voice. Uh, Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Naki and Takaji. <laughs> at least, um, at least they had a black Asian women's champion. Like, and I know we had a black women's champion, but you know, it's a whole WWE championship, so and the whole. I, I I count rock, but a lot of people don't count rock. So, you know. and rock is black. They just don't acknowledge he's black unless it's Black History Month. 
Exactly. Um, but yeah. So man, it, this it's a really good story. A really good story. I I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Um, what I do want to see is I do want to see the new game. But this is what I want to say above all that. I'm really thinking Daniel Bryan can go talk to me. He oh, has yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has to be, G. I know he probably don't have, like, the, the 10 years longest John Cena and, like, the accolades of Ric Flair. But, man, dude, whatever character he plays slaps consistently. You can't tell me a trash Daniel Bryan character, G. Tell me one. He don't. He really don't. Slaps, and now people are gonna you know when a character slaps when niggas start calling him overrated, other than Roman Reigns. Mm. Slaps. So Daniel Bryan, this is probably one of Daniel Bryan's uh, better heels. Like it's 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 really good to see. So the dynamic of Kofi being really really pushed and Vince McMahon, I think this makes Vince McMahon happy. Like, being able to see, because a lot of people say, oh, you could have been doing this with Kofi. I'm going to tell you right now, there's been times where Kofi didn't get reactions. And it's, it's not true. because Nick didn't book him right. It's because he was low-key boring. So, but the way his story is getting built up of the guy that whenever they needed an impromptu IC champion, Kofi. Whenever they needed to plop some random dude with a tag team, Kofi. Whenever they need to get a nice little two-month U.S. title run, Kofi. Whenever they need to put a new heel over, Kofi. If you need somebody to do something in the Royal Rumble, I'll raise Kofi. And now all that comes around, Kofi's been, everybody loves him in the locker room. For what I see, like in, you know, IRL stuff, nobody has ever, they never used to sleep in the same bus as CM Punk. Nigga, CM Punk is a butthole. So, it CM tells Punk you likes you. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah. It shows it tells you how much of a great person Kofi Kingston is. So all that coming together and for him to eventually get the title is great. Also bittersweet because there might be a chance that uh, Brock Lesnar retains. Tears gonna come down my eyes. But other than that, amazing. It's just been amazing. It really is. It's just been a fantastic story. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the dope thing about this, it gives people a good, like, I would say the the healthy part of WWE Twitter, wrestling Twitter, is making people actually show that true, genuine appreciation for Kofi. Because it made me even look back and like, yo, let me look at this man's resume. In terms of just, like, pure black wrestlers, he's in conversation and probably be the best black wrestler ever in terms of pure black. Not like half and half like The Rock. But like he's in that conversation of being like, yo, he's probably one of the best black wrestlers in terms of accomplishments. The only thing he's missing yeah. is being a world champion. Exactly. And like he would be the first black Grand Slam champ ever. Ever. Exactly. And even just being in the Grand Slam champion conversation itself is big in itself. Because The yeah. Rock can't say that. I don't think The Rock can say that. Um... Uh, Mark no, Henry can't say it. The Rock never had the U.S. title. Yep. So the, yeah, the Rock, Rock can't say it. Booker T can't. I don't think he. Booker T can't. Mark Henry, 
Can't. She, as long as freaking uh, Farouk Ron Simmons was in the company in wrestling itself, he's not in that conversation. So like mm-hmm. when you look back at it, Kofi in terms of like even accomplishments, I wouldn't say in terms of like being over because clearly it's The Rock, but like Kofi w- it would be arguably the best, most accomplished black wrestler ever. Yeah. Even right now when you look at it, but like, but even when you factor in. When, if he gets the belt that uh, beats Daniel Bryan, he will argue he will legit be the best. Like yeah, yeah, you can always put the Rock in there, but like in terms of just pure black wrestlers, and this is a big deal, in a way. This is a yeah, huge deal because when you look at it, like eventually long term, like I I feel like in a way like with the Rock was like I don't think like I feel like they knew the Rock was gonna be big. With ever having to really put effort into pushing yeah. them. They just but, didn't know what to I think on the rock sense when he first debuted, they just he was didn't know what to put him at. He was hated as well, because they it, it was like the Roman Reigns syndrome when you're Shove shoving them down, down his throat. throat. So shove him down his throat. Literally. What you want us to do, Vince? Shove him down the throat. Exactly. <laughs> so So yeah, but like I feel like long term this might benefit like Ricochet, the Ricochets, and even Velveteen Dream, who's going like when he gets called up, probably going to get a huge like a. Ricochet is also another person that had like, just, they know what they're doing with Ricochet. Like, yeah, they know. I think that it's completely the worst thing Ricochet could be is Evan Bourne, and if they do that, I have no, not a smidgen, not a smidgen. Well, the thing and, is, they believed in Evan Bourne. He just kept smoking weed. No, what I mean by he could be Evan Bourne. <laughs> Evan Bourne had a seal. And that was a, a tag team with, with uh, Kofi Kingston, bro. That's called exactly Airbus. Oh, yeah, they I, were a tag team. Damn. Damn, G. Kofi so, had to endure a lot, G. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so he had a, he had, uh, a ceiling. He had a ceiling, and that ceiling, I, I ain't like it. But um, uh, but yeah, like, uh, what about to say? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I stand for good story. I stand for, for black success. I, it's gonna be, man, it's gonna be sad seeing that belt get taken off of um, um, Dan Brown. Dan Brown's such a good champion. G. Yeah, like. Incredibly good, so it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to see that. But other than that, man, shout out to Kofi, shout out to Kofi, and you know whatever else they're gonna do on SmackDown, this must see TV now because you don't know what's next unless you get a whole yes woman stuff and have it all the got darn you know service men and stuff out there like Daniel Bryan did, all the fans and whatnot. Great. So, like, what else can? Oh yeah, so let's talk about the Mania card. But before we do that, like at least what's looking like now, at least. Uh, but um, so it's pretty much rumored that they're gonna, there's not going the tag team titles on both divisions is not going to be defended except the women's tag team title from her. But the men's tag team titles are going to get scrapped, not the belts themselves, but the matches themselves going to get scrapped solely because they don't have. It feels smart. That, to me, that's the common sense thing is just throw it in the pre-show. 
I think like, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. But continue what you were saying, my bad. But pretty much the plan is to uh throw them into the uh Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. I guess because defeat them to Braun Strowman, who's the heavy favorite Stupid. to win, because they gotta find something to do for him, and also for him to look strong again because they really broke that man. By the way, but but yeah, but in a way, I feel like it's unfortunate, especially I feel like to the revival who worked hard to at least finally get the the belts, and then they don't even get a chance to be on the Mania card. Even for Ricochet and Aleister Black, because who were the rumored opponents. Because, like, okay, yeah, of course they were going to work TakeOver. Were they going to work TakeOver? Yeah, they're going to. So the rumor for them is that they win. That, that The reason they had tag team because of the story on um, NXT is that him and Ricochet going to uh, team up for the tag team classic. I mean, for the Dusty Rose classic. Win, spoiler alert, win that and then face, um, what you want to call it? The War Raiders. The War Raiders. And ultimately lose. And then be officially called up. Mm. That makes sense. So, so. so I, they most likely be working both. If they work both, that's a, a legend. Yeah, I won't be surprised if they work both because as often those two been on TV, it's pretty much gonna that's how I feel like it's gonna be but um what was I about to say but yeah so I feel like either way like I I don't want to just stick them to the uh stick those four into the uh what you'll call the damn uh Andre the Giant classic battle royal solely because it's just like you're getting fed to Braun Strowman you're going to get fed to Braun Strowman tag team for Smackdown wise I really don't care because honestly as much as I like the Usos, they kind of ran through everybody in that freaking division. And Except for I, Santity, but I think Eric Young was injured, and that's the reason we haven't seen them. Mm. I think Eric Young was like injured through a house show or something. Mm. But yeah, I heard, actually, no, I heard about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I remember that. Except for Sanity, they ran through everybody except for Sanity. And Let's I hope. forget Sanity is in that division. Sanity, us, man. That's something. That's needed right now. Sanity is needed right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, just kind of because, like, really, SmackDown's div- tag team division is literally. I'm tired of seeing the bar. I really. And I, I thought Seamus' neck exploded. So I'm still I confused. don't know what. He got, he got some Negro. Got to like, niggas say he wasn't supposed to be wrestling, and the niggas still taking bumps. Exactly, you good? Exactly, like okay, but I'm really just like you know, SmackDown's the best division. I'm kind of just bored seeing the belt get rotated between four Nick four groups. I mean, three groups at this point. So, but anyway, uh, so that's probably. We're probably not gonna see that on the main card. If it might get pre-showed, I don't know, but it is what it is when it comes to that. I just don't want to see Alistair Black and Ricochet get fed to Braun Strowman. That's my thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if Alistair Black also wins as well, just to show that we're all in for the Alistair Black experience. But well, anyway, so so far for the card in itself, um, of 
course, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Probably going to main event the entire show. Um, we already been talking about this for the past few episodes. More than likely, Becky's going to win. I don't see it being the match of the night, though. Do you? No, just because Charlotte does well with Becky, but well, Ronda got to be more brutal because Ronda can't really wrestle. Um, uh, with um, with uh, now Ronda and Becky, we never seen before. So I don't know how that because both of them are like real brawlers. None of them are like a technician. A triple threat match is needed. Needs that. I don't know why they um, put in Charlotte in there, but look like now they needed something for Charlotte to do, even though you're match. But um, it's I, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know if you are. I'm just looking forward uh, to seeing Ronda lose at this point. Yes. <laughs> Trying to see Ronda lose, it's kind of bogus. And that's kind of like really it, like because I like it's set. We've been knew what it's set up to be. Like we know it's set up for Becky to have her moment and literally be that be the man over the entire women's division, quote unquote. So we see that we know where this is going and all that. And for that to be solidified, she has to beat Ronda. So. So yeah, like that's at this point I'm not I'm I'm looking forward to the match. It might be a solid match, but I don't. Some people say it might be match of the night. I'm calling well, shenanigans on that. No, it's gonna be a match of the yeah, match of the night. The potential matches of the night: Kofi versus Daniel. Um, Kofi versus Daniel. Um, AJ versus Randy Orton has probably could be a twenty minute, ten minute, god darn. Beauty, um, low key. We uh, got the <laughs> if the revival was able to have a tag team match, anything the revival put on is just absolutely. Um. Uh, what about to say? And um, Brock versus Seth. Agreed. That the the definitely can be the. The matches that have that you know kind of set the world on fire. Um, that's it for me. That's that. Like that's I don't see anything really else. I um, think uh, Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe has potential to be if, one of the best Samoa matches too. Joe, if Samoa Joe absolutely washes Rey Mysterio, yes, I agree. But if he don't. <laughs> One of the things, man. I hear you. Like I don't. It's. I feel like Samoa Joe's gonna win that match either way. But yeah, that, I feel like that's gonna be one of the better matches. Uh, so how do you feel about the rumors about Brock potentially uh lose beat walking out with the belt? But also add on to it, the rumor, the now the new rumor is that Dan Cormier is gonna run in on uh Brock during uh Mania. I would love that. I will absolutely love that. One, it's between the UFC and wrestling. It's not that bad. Two, um, how you say? Um, 
trying to think how to say it. Uh, anything to get that belt off Brock Lesnar, I am down for. Okay, about no clean. Okay, about no dirty wins. As long as that belt get off of Brock Lesnar, we are perfectly fine. You know that's 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 my. As long as that belt get off Brock Lesnar, agree. I am. I am all for that. All for it. Agree. Um, like honestly, they- I don't want to record a podcast episode pissed off if Brock Lesnar walks out with that belt. It's it just feels like don't it feel like it's about to happen? It's like, like it, it's just like now that I heard it, it it gives me that uneasiness that they would do some shenanigans like that. I I believe they're gonna do that. I honestly believe they're gonna do. That. Yeah, like, if they do, it's just, it's, like, I feel like, what's the purpose? Besides, okay, you want, like, yeah, Roman's going, like, you want Roman to have that post, hey, I'm back moment. But even then, it's like, why? You don't need that. You don't, exactly, you don't. Like, I don't think nobody, nobody needs the, the, um, Nobody needs the uh, the Roman back, like, cause like I think WWE has to find a way for when a big star go out, the world doesn't pause with them. Exactly. Like they doing the, they doing a really good job with Cena being, like they doing a really good job, with, like a fantastic job with Cena being gone. So they really need to find a way to. Not only, not only, fact. I mean, do something while Roman is have to get back into, like, yeah, he he's amazing, he's the face of the company, but they're gonna have to find a way in order to build up more stars. Cause yes, Roman is going through what Roman is going through, but like him getting smudged back into the title scene, and no, I don't believe it's a work whatsoever. It's just going to bring back that more of this was a work type stuff. And I don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to be, you know, even second guessing something like that. Or even thinking like, man, this is a, this is a thing, you know, I need for them to be extremely confident in what they do. And, to have a backup plan, which is Seth Rollins. Drew Cena hated Edge was one of the people they could just call on, or somebody like somebody like they have none of that now. And I know they have big stars, but they're not using them. So with me hearing that, there's a chance of him walking out with the belt. It's like, bro, then that belt means nothing. Like real talk. So I just I just don't want to see that. I can't see that no more. Like it's 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 not even my thing is like I that's, that's not that shouldn't be an option him walking out with the belt. I don't care how much money him walking out with that belt is rule number one. Yo, let's not do this in mania. That's like real talk. Agree. So. Yeah. 
especially if you're going to have Ronda, uh, Becky, and uh, Charlotte main eventing, that's the last thing you want is, because I feel at that point, the crowd, where they at again? Yeah, the crowd's on where they at again with Maine? Hold on, let me look. I was just nigga, in New York. Nigga, it don't matter. Yeah, I know. Still New York, G. This is New York we're talking about. Yeah. Nigga, <laughs> if they was in Sheboygan, Idaho, like that's not even a place. Like, they will the crowd will turn. The, the, half of the people in that goddamn stadium probably won't even be from New York. True. Like, this is this is that man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Man, look, you walking out with that. <laughs> man, man, shoot. Exactly. Shoot. I agree. That's gonna be the worst tragedy in New York since 2011. Mm. I mean, not 2011, 2001. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I didn't get the dates right. But yeah, so like they really gotta play their cards right with that. Honestly, they have to. But I'm gonna say this: if Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte don't main event. Brock is winning that belt. You think Brock winning? If that if Seth and Brock main event, they 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 not gonna risk the crowd destroying, taking over, rioting during pretty much that second prize jewel Ronda Rousey. Yo, hasn't Brock win that belt ultimately ruined Seth Rollins to the point where that nigga might not be able to hold an icy title convincing. It mm. ruins him. Agreed. Like this is not no. This is not no. Um. No. How do you say? This is not no. Just no regular. Um. Moment, in which. Uh, this is uh backlash, and we got Brock Lesnar going against Seth Rollins for like a. A meaningless team. No, this is Seth Rollins reclaiming a title that last time it was low key relevant is when we hear around his waist. So, I, I, nah, nah, I can't see it. I can't see it. Like, I definitely can't see um, this nigga. Uh, Seth Rollins losing. It's it's gonna happen, but bro, it's just stupid. It's not even coming from a Seth Rollins stand standpoint. Uh, it's not even keeping it as a Seth Rollins stand standpoint. Dude, like it, it it's it's sad. So, <sighs> that that depresses me thinking about that. <laughs> I know the whole mood changed. But yeah. it, it just the, the whole mood did die. I'm kind of regret even asking that. But um, let's talk. Uh, do you think like they did announce that uh more likely Kerrangle's opponent is getting changed? So, cause I don't even know why they thought putting Baron Corbin was a good idea. That's like that's like walking into a car dealership and you got twenty thousand down and. <laughs> You have you got twenty thousand dollars to put down, but you decide to walk out. You see that they have a twenty fourteen Chevy Cruze on sale. It's used when you could have got a twenty nineteen Jeep 
paid off. But you walk out with the 2014 Chevy Cruze. Well, that was only 10000 But you had $20,000 to put down on a car. That's that's kind of what it was. That's how I kind of look at that. They were like, Definitely. Baron Corbin being the 2014 Chevy Cruze. I thought, I thought, me thinking of that was what, I was thinking they was going to try to play off the, you know, the general magazine thing. But that's old. I thinking the fans gave a crap about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nigga. Come on now, Come on. that's old <laughs> that's news. Like, exactly. That's like that got three months ruled a long time ago. G, come on now. <laughs> Definitely, G. So this is weird. Oh, yeah, but uh, hopefully it's John Cena. Like, even, like give him ten minutes. Like I'm not expecting them to look like freaking 2006 uh, forms of themselves, but like. I'm sure it's gonna be entertaining and all of that. Yeah. I'll, but like literally get just make it Cena. I don't know who else I would rather see, but make it Cena. Like Baron Corp has no business being in the ring with Kurt Angle. Throw him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Feed him to uh Braun. And let's have fun and good night. But yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, so honestly, I feel like that's it. Hold they on. Really... Roman versus Drew. That's the thing. Yeah, that is a thing. That's gonna be a good match. It's gonna like I, as long as they beat the daylights out of each other. Like all of Roman's best matches involve him and his opponents beating the daylights out of each other, which is the main reason why he's able to get five star matches out of Braun Strowman. By the way, because they beat the daylights out of each other. So, but um, it's gonna be a fun match. Like probably that's gonna like I don't see that match going. No, that's gonna be another like quick ten, maybe fifteen minute match. And all it depends on, like, the condition of Roman Reigns by Mania and all of that. Because, like, he's still not in the, like, wrestling shape, I would say. He's in performing shape, but not in, like, oh, I, I could give you, like, a good 15 to 20 minute match. But, so, yeah. But, damn, Oregon beat uh, UC Irvine. But whatever. Uh-huh. Um, huh? What happened? Uh, Oregon beat... uh. You see Irvine. Is that yeah. a good thing? Bad thing? Brackets destroyed even more? 18.3% of brackets picked the Ducks to make the Sweet 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. But, um... I'll let you get your coughs off. Oh, man, this is fun. I'm going to do a bracket next year just for the heck of it. You should. Like, literally. It's the literally definition of just seeing dreams just go downhill. But, um, but yeah, I feel like it's going to be a match where literally, like, it sets up Drew McIntyre to look strong without totally making Roman look like a goofy either. So, like, it's going to be one of the – it's going to be a good match, but it's not going to be a show-stopping match. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Like, I feel like it's going, its impact is going to be based more on where it's placed on the card too. Like, that's one of those. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it opened Mania. It should because when that'd Drew, be a good opener. When Drew lose, they don't want me and a Drew stand base to come in and test some stuff up. They don't want that. Yeah, it's gonna so happen. They don't you need you and five other up. people 
going crazy. So um, <laughs> on five other people, man. We are armed. Uh, <laughs> so John Cena uh, pops up. Uh, the, the, me, I run two stand bases right now, man. I retired my Seth Rollins stand base. And I am now uh, uh, Alistair Black and Drew McIntyre stand. With a little bit of ricochet, a little bit of Finn Balor in there. You know? Always Alexa Bliss is going to be there. But, but in terms of like wrestlers, I, I stand for Alistair Black and, and, and Drew McIntyre. Man, imagine if they double Claymore kick Faith to Black. I mean, mm. not Faith to Black. What's it called? Um, Black Mask. Black Mask, nigga. Different. That would hurt. <laughs> Yo, what the, you you get you get Black Mask into a Claymore kick? Yo. Gee. Yo, I get a nigga so dirty. Because old, old WWE 2K19, you, you, when you charge up your finisher, when you charge up your finisher yeah. with, uh, with uh, Alistair Black, he picks you up with his feet. Oh, I did that, G. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he faced the black, I mean, uh, black mask, G, and I'm just like, yo, that's so cold. <laughs> like, G, when I did that, G, I shed a tear because I was like, yo, that was fire, G. That was fire. Yeah, it was disrespectful, but it was fire, G. I'm not mad at that. Gave you a beautiful freaking roundhouse kick to the freaking jaw. But yep. um, yeah, that's really it. Like they really haven't really announced who's Oscar's fighting yet, I think. As of right now, the rumored is Oscar versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I kinda don't want to see that. Honestly, I really don't. And then it's rumored that Beth Phoenix and is coming out of retirement to tag team with Natalia to fight uh Sasha Banks and Bailey, which I'm okay with that. I'm cool with it, but yeah, I'm cool with it, but at the same time, like it's one of those matches like, okay, we gotta add prestige to the belt. And all of that. So like having somebody like one of the better uh known women during the ruthless aggression uh era of come out of retirement would be wouldn't be a bad thing so so yeah well yeah but nigga Florida doing a 40 minute concert yeah alright man in the podcast I gotta, I gotta go to Connecticut real quick alright <laughs> <laughs> alright but on that note uh, that's in the episode but yeah we appreciate you guys for listening please follow the uh the threes from the ring twitter page uh, for all our basketball wrestling takes. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Like, subscribe on SoundCloud, No Chill Media as well. We greatly appreciate that. But this your boy, Chris J. Flo Riders giving you a 40-minute performance. Enjoy. Peace.